Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 21st day of November. Welcome. So glad to be here with you as we are winding down this month of November. And we are so close to being through the entire Bible in a year. It's hard to believe. It truly feels like we just got here and then looking back at all of the ground that we've covered so far this year, uh, then you remember, nope, (laughs) it truly has been almost a year together. What an incredible year it has been. And I'm just so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you are continuing on. And I just want to say we are almost there. Let's finish this task together strong and we we just reach back and grab the hands of everybody that might be just limping through the finish line i know it's so easy to get behind and then the holidays are nearly upon us and man life gets busy doesn't it there's so many activities that you want to fit in and pile in and it's easy to put those things that are in our daily routine and rhythm on the back burner just to squeeze those annual things those things that you can only do once a year for certain seasons because of the nostalgia of all of it i totally get it but you're here and i'm here god is here and let's dive in and allow him to speak to us through his word together today, individually, collectively, and in community. Today we're reading Acts chapters 13 and 14, and we're reading today in the Christian Standard Bible, Acts 13. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, a close friend of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after they had fasted, prayed, and laid hands on them, they sent them off. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Arriving in Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. They also had John as their assistant. When they had traveled the whole island, as far as Papos, they came across a sorcerer, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. The man summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, that is the meaning of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, stared straight at Elymas and said, You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery, you son of the devil, an enemy of all that is right. Won't you ever stop perverting the straight paths of the Lord? Now look, the Lord's hand is against you. You are going to be blind and will not see the sun for a time. Immediately a mist and darkness fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then, when he saw what happened, 
The proconsul believed because he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Paul and his companions set sail from Pepos and came to Perga in Pamphylia, but John left them and went back to Jerusalem. They continued their journey from Perga and reached Poseidon, Antioch. On the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and sat down. After the reading of the law and the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue sent word to them, saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, you can speak. Paul stood up and motioned with his hand and said, Fellow Israelites, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our ancestors, made the people prosper during their stay in the land of Egypt, and led them out of it with a mighty arm. And for about 40 years he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. This all took about 450 years. After this, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king. And God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. After removing him, he raised up David as their king and testified about him. I have found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man after my own heart, who will carry out all my will. From this man's descendants, as he promised, God brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus. Before his coming to public attention, John had previously proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. Now as John was completing his mission, he said, Who do you think I am? I am not the one, but one is coming after me, and I am not worthy to untie the sandals on his feet. Brothers and sisters, children of Abraham's race, and those among you who fear God, it is to us that the word of this salvation has been sent. Since the residents of Jerusalem and the rulers did not recognize him or the sayings of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, they have fulfilled their words by condemning him. Though they found no grounds for the death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him killed. When they had carried out all that had been written about him, they took him down from the tree and put him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and he appeared for many days to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we ourselves proclaim to you the good news of the promise that was made to our ancestors. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, by raising up Jesus as it is written in the second Psalm. You are my son. Today I have become your father. As to his raising from the dead, never to return to decay, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure promises of David, Therefore, he also says in another passage, You will not let your Holy One see decay. For David, after serving God's purpose in his own generation, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and decayed. But the one God raised up did not decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers and sisters, that through this man forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you. Everyone who believes is justified through him from everything that you could not be justified from through the law of Moses. So beware that what is said in the prophets does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, marvel and vanish away because I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will never believe, even if someone were to explain it to you. 
As they were leaving, the people urged them to speak about these matters the following Sabbath. After the synagogue had been dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who were speaking with them and urging them to continue in the grace of God. The following Sabbath, almost the whole town assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what Paul was saying, insulting him. Paul and Barnabas boldly replied, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we are turning to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord, and all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jews incited the prominent God-fearing women and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. But Paul and Barnabas shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium, and the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. In Iconium, they entered the Jewish synagogue as usual and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they stayed there a long time and spoke boldly for the Lord who testified to the message of His grace by enabling them to do signs and wonders. But the people of the city were divided, some siding with the Jews and others with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat and stone them, they found out about it and fled to the Lyconian towns of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding countryside. There they continued preaching the gospel. In Lystra, a man was sitting who was without strength in his feet, had never walked, and had been lame from birth. He listened as Paul spoke. After looking directly at him and seeing that he had faith to be healed, Paul said in a loud voice, Stand up on your feet! And he jumped up and began to walk around. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted, saying in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priests of Zeus whose temple was just outside the town, brought bulls and wreaths to the gates because he intended, with the crowds, to offer sacrifice. The apostles Barnabas and Paul tore their robes when they heard this and rushed into the crowd, shouting, People, why are you doing these things? We are people also just like you, and we are proclaiming good news to you, that you turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to go their own way, although he did not leave himself without a witness, since he did what is good by giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons and filling you with food and your hearts with joy. Even though they said these things, they barely stopped the crowds from sacrificing to them. Some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and when they won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking he was dead. After the disciples gathered around him, he got up and went into the town. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derbe. 
After they had preached the gospel in that town and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch, strengthening the disciples by encouraging them to continue in the faith and by telling them, It is necessary to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. When they had appointed elders for them in every church and prayed with fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. After they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia. From there they sailed back to Antioch where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. After they arrived and gathered the church together, they reported everything God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they spent a considerable time with the disciples. I want to highlight a really important part of this story today that's happening with Paul. So I'm going to pull from the God of your story uh, as a reference. Today we witness Paul bringing the gospel into new areas. We also see the disruption that it caused, sometimes in nearly manic ways. For example, today we watched Paul preaching in the city of Lystra, which is part of modern-day Turkey. Paul healed a man who had been crippled from birth, and the people thought Paul was a god. They believed Barnabas was Zeus and Paul was Hermes. And it wasn't long before priests from the temple of Zeus were bringing wreaths of flowers and bulls to sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas. Obviously, a crowd far larger than the one Paul had been speaking to developed. And Paul took the opportunity not only to stop people from worshiping him, but also to share the gospel. In the confusion, Jews from cities Paul had already visited arrived and began to speak ill of Paul. The momentum of the crowd shifted. Rather than offering him worship and sacrifice, they stoned him outside the city and left him for dead. The same type of harsh treatment that had happened to Jesus. The light and good news that Jesus brought into the world is highly disruptive. It is active and alive and causes life-changing reaction. We could hear these words and just be stunned and appalled. The gospel is controversial, <laughs> but if we took a look around in our own day and age, we would see that the gospel can be controversial. We can adapt certain theologies and teachings for decades, centuries even, and it just takes a different person to come along and dismiss one theology that we have been taught that we may not necessarily know ourselves, especially if we don't have a relationship with the word, we will easily adapt any new, fresh, trendy concept, teaching, theology that comes our way. But a lot of times, something so controversial that comes along and sort of wipes out an older theology, we want to pick up that stone and we want to stone the theologian. We want him gone. Blasphemy, heresy, 
call him a heretic. And then when, <laughs> when we find the evidence of the truth, because we didn't bother to research it ourselves. We just adapted something that came along and sounded good and everybody else believes in it and, and the majority believe in it, therefore it must be the truth. And then enough people start, little by little, start believing maybe the new evidence that's been presented and we quickly go from heretic and half-dead to hero. But oftentimes, we forget the person <laughs> that brought us the message. And we claim this new truth. We claim the enlightenment. And it's been around. We just nearly killed the person that introduced it. Paul may be the original, the O. G, the O-H, the original heretic of people wanting him killed. And so we hear these words today and we look throughout our story. We examine our own heart and see where we have dismissed things, truths. Maybe that we didn't want to hear. The truth offends us usually uh, because it's truth we're not willing to face just yet. Offense is a choice. It's not an affliction. And so I pray that as we hear these words today, we would be slow to dismiss things that may not be popular opinion. They may not be popular teachings, but if it is the truth backed by the word of God, then give us ears to hear, Lord and give us eyes to see and open our hearts to receive the truth that would offend us and compel us forward to change where we can grow, where you can do your work in us, through us, among us, so that we would be representatives of your word for the glory of God, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray this now today in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible Home Base. Check it out if you have not. Check out the app. Check out the store if you've never been. Take a look around. There are some uh, resources there intended to enhance your journey through the Bible. And, you know, this week it's Thanksgiving here in the United States and uh, Black Friday, get ready. That's all I'm going to say about that. I do want to say this right here and right now. You have an incredible chance to be heard in this community for just a couple more days. How the Bible has transformed your life. We want to hear from you. The cutoff is Wednesday the 23rd. Call in. Give us a minute if you can, minute 32 if you have to, how the Bible is transforming your life. This is the opportunity once a year for you to be heard throughout the community and we will put this beautiful collective uh, song through word, if you will, 
of a individual voice, but a harmonic community of blended voices and to hear what God is doing through his word in each of us. Several different ways for you to call 800-583-2164 and utilizing the mobile app at the red circle button up at the top right hand corner, hit submit, turn the wheel over to chronological. You can utilize that the same way if you have a prayer request. Please make these two things separate if you do have a prayer request. Prayer request separate, how the Bible has transformed my life, separate. One call per person on each. We appreciate your cooperation with that. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, we thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or you can hit the Give icon on that app as well. Lastly, look for the Give icon on the website. That's going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. We will turn the page together tomorrow. I love my time here with all of you, and uh, what a special week it is as we give thanks. And I pray that it would not just be a day or a moment, but that it would become a lifestyle in each and every single one of our lives. I'm Jill. Until tomorrow, love one another. Let's pray, community. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for the words that come out of the speaker's mouths. We pray that they are received in a manner you so prescribe. Help us to impart your word father to to live your word father thank you for this community who calls and prays for each other who says that they need prayer hi dabc family this is daughter of honor star kindler from bangalore um i was calling in to update my prayer list i guess um it's been a rough couple of months um specifically this time We could use prayer for our marriage, um, and I could really use prayer for my husband's spiritual health. Um, He is incredibly angry with God, incredibly discouraged, and a lot of that comes down to us not having children um, and us needing to do things like, you know, pursue adoption or or something like that to have children. And then the question comes up, well, why do we even want them? And it's... um, it's just, it's very heartrending. it's very difficult. Um, it's very difficult on me. I've wanted children since I was two um, and really felt like I received a call to be a wife and a mother about 13 years ago. Um, finally got the wife part, but the only child I have is, is you know, in heaven. Um, so anyway, if you could pray for us, uh, pray for wisdom about what steps to take um, specifically about uh, moving forward with adoption. But more than that, um, pray for my husband's heart. Um, Pray that he would be able to to bring all of this hurt and this anger to God and get it resolved. um, And that that would help our our marriage be stronger and relationship be stronger. Thanks, family. Again, Daughter of Honor Star Kindler, thanks. Hi guys, this is Kate calling in. I called about 
11 or 12 days ago asking for prayer for my husband and myself as we have COVID. And my husband um, seems to be bouncing back pretty well. But I am not. And I am just begging you all to lift me up in prayer that the Lord would give me peace while I'm waiting on Him to fully recover me. As you can tell, I still don't have a voice. Um, <clears throat> and I have nausea. And it's turning into anxiety, I think, because I'm starting to get a little freaked out. Anyway, I know it has not been but almost two weeks and a lot of people have told me that it takes a while to bounce back but I'm just starting to really suffer here okay I would really appreciate it if anyone who feels so led would lift me up in prayer for full healing from COVID um, and also my husband too he's got some lingering asthma side effects going on. Okay, thank you all. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Jen. I'm a long-term listener. First time um, prayer request. Um, we have been hit a lot with health needs recently. Uh, my mom had pneumonia and even fainted from low blood sugar and has been sick for a month. I myself have also been sick for a really long time. Um, and um, I'm having surgery tomorrow afternoon on my shoulder, my rotator cuff. And I'm going to be out of work for at least a month, maybe two months. I need God to step in, take control of my finances, and provide my needs as only He can. Um, please continue to pray, pray for me and my mother as we uh, face these um, medical uh, emergencies and that God would um, use our testimony for His glory. Thank you. God bless.